Welcome to the Hey Salespeople podcast, where we focus on delivering immediately actionable best practices for sales professionals. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan from SalesLoft. Hey, salespeople, it is my great pleasure today to welcome Ada Vaccaro. Welcome, Ada. Thank you. Hi. And also have my trusty co-host, Allie Merritt. Welcome, Allie. Thank you, Jeremy. Ada is the senior sales manager at Bench Accounting. They are a bookkeeping and tax filing service for small businesses in the U.S. The reason we invited Ada on is because she has expertise in a topic that we have not spoken about at all in, in over 150 episodes of the podcast, which is all about managing seasonal workforces, which must be an incredible challenge, but is also, I think, so relevant as we move to more and more of a gig economy. Before we get into that topic and go deep there, we're going to get to know Ada a little bit. And I'd love to ask you my favorite question because I've just finished a bunch of books and I'm looking for new reading material. So what's one of your favorite sales books of all time? In full transparency, I actually hate reading sales books. I do have an answer to this, though. I recently read Never Split the Difference, which generally speaking was actually a great read because Chris Voss has some great stories behind the tactics. So it kept me engaged. That's my favorite at this time. Were there any techniques that you have learned from that that you have applied recently? So I would say yes. I find the the mirroring and labeling is are things that we were already doing on the sales team. We actually recently had David Primer come in and run some training with the sales team. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of who that is. He is a fantastic sales trainer. Um, so he actually trained that. So it was great to uh, read this in the book and just have those tactics reinforced. When I spoke to you, and uh, well, actually both of us, when Ali and I spoke to you last, you were telling us a little bit about the seasonal workforce situation, which makes sense because of tax seasons. Set that up for us a little bit. Tell us how that works at Bench. Bench, as you can imagine, because we're offering bookkeeping and tax filing services, we are a highly seasonal business. So January to April is what we call tax season. That is our busy time of year where our sales essentially doubles. So we have to double the size of our sales team in preparation to match that demand. Start at the beginning, which is you know that you need trained salespeople by January. Where do these people come from? Give us a little background on how you find them. We typically actually hire folks without sales experience. I find it is often easier to train someone to sell as long as they have like the key qualities that we're looking for and instill those best practices and best behaviors from the beginning rather than have someone with sales experience who are carrying over some bad habits from their last organization that you then have to try to break and then rebuild again. What are some of those key qualities? You said key qualities that you look for. What are those? Mm-hmm. So the top three are I'm looking for people that are highly resilient. We move very, very fast at Bench. And we need people who are highly resilient to the highs and lows in sales, but on top of that, highly resilient to the constant change that occurs at Bench. We're looking for people who are highly empathetic, who can truly go above and beyond for the client and highly teachable. I need people who can hit the ground running, thrives in a high feedback environment and learns really, really quickly and is always open to constantly learning because we constantly have to push ourselves to get better. And I guess the flip side of that is what are some of the bad qualities and how do you identify those? I would say anyone who doesn't have those top three qualities are not going to thrive in this sales team. Someone who is, I'd say, low energy, 
typically harder to motivate and drive to constantly be pushing performance every single day. So those are definitely things that we try to pick up on in the interview process. Do you run into that? Do you run into low energy people? I think people are, their blood pressure probably goes up in in interviews and their adrenaline's flowing, but you still, nonetheless, you run into people who are just sort of mopey. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And that comes across. So we do a, a few different things in our interview process, one of which is this game that we like to play. It is a very hard game. No one wins. (laughs) And I like to see how people are reacting throughout that game. Are they energized by the challenge? And I'm watching their their body language, their their tone, and what kind of questions or how they're responding after the game, as well as seeing how they react to a few mock call conversations throughout the interview process. So it's more important how they interact with the game than whether or not they actually win, shall we say. Correct. Yes. So I want to see off script, how do they react? So we're talking about this flexible workforce. I want to go back to that because it feels to me when you're talking about having to hire and having to plan for everything that there's like capacity planning challenges that come up with that. So talk to me a little bit about that. Capacity planning is really, really, really hard. Bench today, we are predominantly an inbound sales environment. So about 90% of our sales are inbound. So we are basing our capacity planning on the top of funnel business owners forecasts. So they're doing the best job possible to forecast, but we all know forecasting is as much an art as it is a science. There's a lot of gut intuition going in there. And then I take those top rolled up numbers and then figure out, okay, based on an optimal number of leads per month, how many reps do I need on the floor at any given time? And what I found over the years is that there is an optimal ratio of about 70 to 90 leads per month. And that gives enough flex time in each sales team member's day to be responsive to new leads and to work every single lead hard. So that's optimizing for conversion. But then it also gives them enough in their pipeline that they aren't bored. So we all know sales team members that are bored, it's not good. You're going to have attrition risk. You need to keep them busy. So what do you do with the sales team members when you get out of the busy season? Mm -hmm. So right now is actually perfect time to be having this conversation because tax season's only a few months away. So I'm currently figuring out, okay, when do we have enough leads to bring on these additional folks and make sure that they're ramped in time for January? And that's a very (laughs) delicate balance. We flex the team up by using contract sales team members. So we'll bring them on depending on when they start. So if they're starting in November, we'll bring them on for a six-month contract. We also bring on co-op students. They are typically, because they're coming from this high feedback, intense school environment, I have found like every year they thrive in the selling environment. They learn and ramp so quickly. And then naturally, they go back to school after April. So that helps with that uh, ramp down and creates this separate talent pool that we can pull from once they graduate. Where do you find them? Do you guys have talent teams going out to career fairs? Are you just posting? Um, yes, we, we have relationships with the various schools in the area. So we'll reach out to them and then create relevant events, make sure that we're exposing this opportunity to their co-op students. I mean, ramp time is such a key component of sales teams and it can be really hard. A lot of sales teams have like a nine month ramp time. How do you do that in 30 days successfully? (laughs) Um, So we're really careful about the folks that we hire. So going back to those key qualities, 
if someone isn't highly teachable, they're not going to be productive in 30 days. And it's not worthwhile to bring that person on. We put everyone through two weeks of what we call Sales Academy. So teaching them everything, broadly speaking, they need to know about bench and how to sell in this environment. We put them through a ton of mock calls. And then once they're on the phones, they're getting a ton of support from their peers and their team leads. So we make sure uh, when we hit tax season, we have a lower rep to team lead ratio. So we try to keep it like five reps per team lead so that they can spend a lot more time supporting and making sure that those folks ramp in time. Now you've onboarded somehow in 30 days, this enormous amount of amazing co-op students, in addition to everyone else, and you're ramping them up. Mm -hmm. What happens after tax season with the fall off? Yes. So the benefit of hiring co-ops is they go back to school unless they have a free summer term. And in that case, if it's a particularly strong rep, we'll hold them throughout the summer. With our contract reps, we will make offers to the strongest of those. And that usually ends up being about 60% of contract reps will make full-time offers to. And that's a good incentive for them as well to ramp quickly and and really push their performance as much as possible because they're trying to earn that permanent role. And then lastly, we'll adjust the total team size to match capacity throughout the summer by opening up internal hiring. So sales, because we do a fantastic job finding and training our sales team members, we are the talent pool for a ton of other teams at Bench. So all those leaders are aware that the summer is the time to come and take talent uh, and flex up their teams as needed. So have you seen a lot of success moving people who are great at sales into that like onboarding specialist or CS side? Yes, absolutely. We see that sales team members can join almost any other team uh, and be successful there. The exception, of course, being something like engineering or product where you really need more niche knowledge and subject matter expertise. Very early on, you said that you prefer hiring people without sales experience, which I have heard before. I'm curious how that affects your rehiring, right? So let's say that you know you have someone who you know worked for you guys for six months as a contract worker. And I don't know, during the rest of the year, they love to go ski in the Southern Hemisphere or something like that. But they do like to come back up and do the tax season work. Like, I'm curious, would you not prefer that person who's a known quantity with sales experience to someone without sales experience? Absolutely, I would. We actually haven't, just by chance, really had that uh, situation come up. We almost had one of our strongest AEs. Uh, step away for the summer. He was going to go and hike the Pacific Crest Trail. So he was going to take five months off and then come back and join us for tax season. But of course, the pandemic hit and that was no longer an option. But absolutely, that would be something that I would be supportive of. What is the 10% that's outbound? Who does that work? So we have a specific outbound sales team, and they do a mix of outbound experimentation. We're experimenting with uh, what we call the consultative sales funnel right now that really opened up as a result of all the new options coming out for businesses in the States uh, to take advantage of financial relief. And they also refine our lead scoring model. So they work on any what we call like experimental sales funnel. And then that also gives us the added flexibility because we've got to build flexibility (laughs) every single way possible. They'll step in when we do have higher leads per month to provide inbound support. 
now that everything is so virtual, even with the small businesses, do you foresee that changing as you guys ramp up into this newest tax season? Moving into more electronic receipts since everybody's going to virtual sales and things like that? I don't see anything that would tell me that the common business owner would change between now and next tax season. I think we're going to just still see the same kind of split between those who are predominantly virtual, who are quick to adapt and adopt to new online solutions, and then the same mix of kind of old school mom and pop shops that are using a lot of paper. Awesome. Well, it was a blast chatting with you. We're running out of time. I, I do have to ask because you you know you, you reacted that you don't read a lot of sales books. We do talk to people like that. Are you a reader or you're more a podcast consumer? Like, how do you keep knowledgeable? That is a great question. I am a big podcast listener. So I like to, especially in this whole work remote environment, I'll go for an hour walk before starting work every day. And that's typically when I'll listen to more business specific podcasts. But then when I read, I read for fun. Like I'm a big historical fiction buff. Oh, wow. On the podcast front, any recommendations, the podcast you love? Uh, I've been using the, it's called Executive Reads, and it's condensed versions um, that just pulls out key points from business books. So I recently listened to the Executive um, Reads version of King Scott's Radical Candor. Yeah, aside from that, I like to listen to a, a lot of news-related podcasts. So The Daily is my favorite right now. Uh, excellent. Well, uh, Ada, it was such a pleasure speaking with you. If people do want to uh, learn more about Bench because they need small business tax services, which is uh, probably less likely, or uh, perhaps looking for seasonal work in sales, which I think is more likely right now, what's the best way for them to learn about Bench and to get in touch with you? Go to bench.co. We have um, evergreen postings at bench.co slash careers. They're welcome to connect with me uh, online as well on LinkedIn. Thanks, Ada. Thanks, Ali. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jeremy. Hey, Salespeople is a production made in partnership with Frequency Media. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan. Paige McCauley is our producer. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to the Hey Salespeople podcast.